Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm joined by the wonderful Brian T to talk all about his current series, Expats. And you had been such a fan of, of Lulu Wong's previous work with The Farewell, and I love that you had such a personal connection having lived with one of your grandparents for so many years. And so when she was casting for this project and you first heard about it, it sounds like you were very much kind of like throwing your hat in the ring very early on. But I was interested in, as you went into developing this character and going into production, how just that relationship that you had with her previous work gave you a sense of how she might approach this for you to be able to develop your character. Wow, it's interesting. I feel like I was such a fan of her and The Farewell. And in coming to this character, there was already this sense of trust. And as an actor, just to, to give over right, with whatever she's bringing. I mean, she's the director, not only director, but the producer, also the showrunner. So it's in her. And the more that I can see out of her, I know the better I can connect with my particular character, especially with through her vision. And I think that's the one thing that you love about Lulu is that she is so extremely detailed and know exactly what she wants. And for an actor to a director, that's that's really what you what you dream for. Because then you get to explore all of these other things and you know that the director will hone you into whatever is needed at that particular time or space. So in that sense, there is this incredible freedom in working with Lulu. And the show is such a beautiful exploration of just the reality of grief and how it lives in so many different ways. Um, and so when you were trying to figure out for Clark, what is his journey and what is his path? I was really interested in kind of how you found the endpoint to that, because, you know, there's there's kind of no conclusion to his yeah. grief when we meet him. It's still very open ended. It's like they still don't have answers. They still don't really know what happened to their son. And so it's a very open ended type of grief, which I think must be such an interesting space as an actor to try and find your way into. Yeah, I think Grief in general is an interesting dynamic for everybody. I think it's different for everybody. You know, they say there's these five stages of grief and I really try to delve deep into those. In that sense, I feel like for each episode, I had the luxury of really trying to pinpoint thematically what one of those stages could be. And so you'll see him from episode one all the way through six, there's a different essence of Clark because I really wanted to bring something different to his kind of emotional journey per episode. And of course they all kind of meld together in certain ways, but I think what I enjoyed certainly was the dynamics between the relationships, especially with Nicole and the kids, but then also the journey as it changed episode to episode. And then I can pinpoint a particular stage that I want to kind of live in, in that sense. And in the way that Lulu's shaped this story and through your performance as well, we also get such a window into the internalized aspects mm -hmm. of that as well. And just those moments where he really tries to just hold everything inside of himself. Yeah. Um, and so what was the gift in being able to explore that side of it as well? I mean, I think that the gift of it all is that this character was as close to myself as any character I've ever played. I'm a husband, a father, and I think the the tragedy that happens is is something that, gosh, it's it's your worst nightmare. It's something that you would never wish to your worst enemy. And in that sense, there was this deep connection to myself and just the ability to really delve deeper into what Clark was going through. And I think I think as actors, your life experiences, 
kind of level you up in that sense. I think you have to live life in order to become an actor. And I think I've been so fortunate to live this particular life where I can kind of implement anything that I've done on my personal level into my professional one. And I did that a lot here. I really did that a lot. And I think that's how I'm able to kind of connect and what you're talking about as far as holding it all together. I think as a father, I'm trying to be there as a protector. As a father, I'm really trying to work hard in holding the family dynamics. And as things are completely falling apart, it's, it's, I, I put the burden on myself, you know, not only one as a father, as a caretaker, but also the reason why they're in Hong Kong in the first place. I think they all go because of his job. And had he not taken this particular venture, maybe this would have never happened. Yeah, it's it's such a an interesting thing to explore all the conversations that he has with himself. And, Very you much. know, even down to there's a moment where you have a scene with Nicole Kidman and you have this beautiful two-hander scene back and forth while they're waiting to see if they found their son's body. Sure. Um, and there's a moment where Clark talks to her about part of why I think he was taken was because he looks like me and it was easier for him to make it through airports if he looked like me. And yeah. I thought that was such a harrowing moment for you to have to play because it's something mm -hmm. that he clearly hasn't said out loud before, but he's been thinking and ruminating on. Um, and so how did you want to kind of express that moment for him? It's, it's, what I find so fascinating is that we were actually living through obviously the COVID era while shooting this and then the increase and in rise of Asian hate. And in that particular sense, you know, I had this sense of, of looking like this. But then also this particular burden that my daughter looks like this and how can I protect her more or how do I protect my family more? How do I protect my mother and my father in that sense? So all of the things that were spinning around in my real world were spinning around, I feel, with Clark in a very parallel way. Of course, he's not dealing with COVID and he's not dealing with Asian hate at that particular time, but he is dealing with this particular circumstance. And I try to get really specific with what Clark is going through while living and breathing what I am, I guess, on a, on a day to day. And so the connection is very, I guess, similar, but yet different, but I felt so incredibly personal. And it, it feels like Lulu really created an environment for all of you just to feel very open about tapping into all of the different emotional spaces that you needed. Yeah. Um, and I loved hearing that the first scene that you and Nicole filmed together was the moment right after their son has gone missing and they don't know what's happened. Yeah. Um, and what was the gift that that kind of gave the two of you in really just having in a moment that's so emotionally wrought and yet you're also building so much history for your characters in that moment as you then went to film the rest of the series together. Yeah, it, you know, I think it was the best thing that happened for Nick and I. I feel like that scene alone was this supernova of sorts where like you were explaining, it is our first day actually filming together on set as two strangers, actors, characters, and we had to somehow build 25 years as college roommates, oh, I'm sorry, as, as college sweethearts um, into this particular relationship with children and lives that are completely full. And that scene alone at the moment where we actually find out about this particular tragedy is the moment where we just dove into the swimming pool, like I like to say. We just let our hearts open, we let our souls out and really kind of connect. And there was fighting and screaming and crying and 
so many emotions all across the spectrum that after it, we called one another and we literally said that that was probably the best thing that can happen for us because immediately created this trust between us, immediately created this 25 years of, of just emotion and lives together. And I felt like from that point forward, there was this sense of trust. There was a relationship that was gained. There was everything that you want as far as an acting partner is concerned, but then also everything on top of that as far as characters were concerned. And did you find that it was also a real gift to be able to film a couple of scenes that are flashbacks? Because then instead of him just describing, I was really happy with the life that we built, we get to actually see him being happy with the life that he built and what that looked like for them. Yeah, I think that's the creative genius of Lulu and the writing staff. I think you want to live and breathe what we're talking about. And we're able to do that in that particular flashback. Like we feel them. We have an essence of them. And I think as far as storytelling, that's what you want to do. You want the audience inside your world, not just through their words and their stories, but make it on a very visceral level. And I think those flashbacks really embodied these two characters in this family. And then as far as the connection to them, once tragedy strikes, it rips your heart as an audience member. I also wanted to talk about the relationship that Clark starts to have with religion because he's not religious, but he really finds something in going to sit in church, um, you know, and then he kind of does toy with the idea of, you know, what if I do pray for something? What if I do ask for something yeah. when it comes to all of this? Um, and I think it's, it's really delicately explored with him as a character. And so how did you go into finding what his relationship is with that? Because it's constantly evolving throughout the series. It's interesting. It's another personal connection. My 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 stepfather is a pastor and I'm not religious in that sense and nor did he ever push that on, on me. But there was this sense, I think, with Clark that he was looking for answers. Right? How could this happen? How could this happen to anybody, especially his particular family? And I think he was really looking for hope. Right? He was trying to find that hope. And I think there's a big difference between hope and belief. Right. And I think he didn't believe in that religion at all. Right. And I think both him and Margaret had this connection together that they weren't religious. And for him to kind of cross over that line, you can see how desperate he was in searching for a particular answer. And I think hope, as far as this trauma is concerned, can really push you to to try to discover or or find new things, because right now in his own reality, all was lost. Right. And there's that whole conversation where he talks about, you know, I've always been a silver linings person. I've always been able to find mm -hmm. the positivity and the hope somewhere, but right now I just can't find any of that. Yeah. And so how did you kind of find what is the impact of being in a place where literally I've always been so positive and I just can't find a slither of that right now for myself? I think, I think Clark in general is, happy-go-lucky guy. I think he enjoys life. I think you saw it in the flashback in episode two. I think, you know, if it were up to him, he'd be with his family all the time doing stupid dad jokes on any occasion that he can, just trying to get a laugh out of his wife and his kids. And that sense of, of life, of love, of laughter is something that that was innately him. And for that to be completely diminished 
was something that he was trying to find himself for. And I think that's why he turned to religion in the sense to really try to find himself. Right. And in in the first episode, when it's his birthday party and there's so many people in the room, it just gives you a sense of the life that he's managed to build in a really short space of time in being on call. And so how did it affect you in the way that you wanted him to move in, in scenes like that with just the fact that it's, they're so under observation. Everybody is keying into every single detail and making judgments on how they're handling their grief. You know, yeah. other characters are having conversations. I feel like it's too soon. They shouldn't be having this party. And right. so they know that everything they do is being so closely watched. Yeah. I mean, that's that's another layer. I think the the writing itself and the filmmaking has these multiple nuances of layers of, of humanity and, and relationship and loneliness and grief and forgiveness and all of these things, but there is a sense of resiliency, I believe, with Clark. And when you see him at his particular birthday, I think he's struggling through that. And he's doing the best that he can with what he knows how. And, you know, if you, I can go back to kind of the the stages of grief. And I think in that first episode, there was a sense of acceptance, right? This is our lives. He even says it. He says, you know, the doctor said we need to live life one foot in front of the other. And in that sense, I think he's trying to pave his particular way through all of this and, and doing the best that he can with with his surroundings and the people around him. And we also get to see his his parents there and the fact that his family have come out for this moment and they've traveled mm-hmm. out there. Um, you know, did you and Lulu talk a little bit about what's his, what was his upbringing? What was his family life? What's his relationship with his parents so that you can really capture it? In a, a little bit, yeah. But I think what I find interesting is that Clark is innately Asian American and coming from immigrant parents that are first generation over to the States, as you somehow get more Americanized, there is a a bit of separation as far as personalities, as far as growth, as far as who you are as a particular being, because as immigrants, you kind of come over and and have this sense of what happens in the mainland, right? And all of these cultures and these really beautiful things that surround and are innately within you, but you also try to adapt to the culture that you live in, the culture that you know. And I think there was that bit of separation between first and second generation that I really honed into because that's what I have with my parents. And I think Clark in that sense, like I understood him immediately. And within his marriage as well, you know, I love that we get those little flickers of passion and excitement still. Like when he comes into the room with Margaret and he's like, oh, you look amazing. And he means, you know, you can see how much he means it. And so was it important to you and Nicole to like, however much grief they're going through and however harrowing a lot of the series is for them to still just have those little flickers of, you know, their past life coming back into the present? Yeah, they love each other. They're soulmates, I think. Anytime that this particular tragedy would happen to any relationship, I think the the separation statistic is 80-90%. And I think they were smart enough and keen enough to try to hold each other together. They also have two other kids that they have to take care of and somehow normalize their life. And in, in that sense, I feel like it's really them fighting to try to have that normalcy, fighting to somehow get through this particular transition to the other side. And I don't think there's, and I think that's what Lulu really brings is that there's, there's never really a conclusion. I don't think there ever can be, especially with parents who have lost a child. I don't think 
there's ever going to be a conclusion or a sense of normalcy. There just is. And if you can bring any aspects to what life used to be into those particular moments, I think it makes it very, very humanistic. Exactly. And and the two of you also kind of capture that essence of if one of them has a moment where they're falling apart a little bit more, the other person's there to pick them up. Yeah. And so there's this real ebb and flow back and forth between you. So yeah. when you were looking at where Clark is at scene by scene, were you also looking at, well, where, where is Margaret at and what does she need from him in this moment as well? Because that affects how he's going to be. Always. I think one leads and the other one follows and vice versa. I think, especially for Clark as Margaret, starts to spiral he's the one that really has to hold it all together he's the one that has to continue to keep this boat afloat and you know the tables do turn in previous in in subsequent episodes in that sense too so it is this ebb and flow it is this continuation of of holding each other together while each one of them is spiraling into a different direction that was always kind of i think what me and nick really honed in on from jump because there's also this sense of trust within any relationship but this unwritten rule of of love that they need to be together that they have to be together right there wasn't a i don't necessarily think ever a question to ever separate it was how do we how do we figure this out how do we work through this how do we manage to stay together and live our lives as we're both completely crumbling at the same time mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's also, he does allow himself to have those conversations and those moments of, you know, why weren't you the one with Gus? Why weren't you the one with her son in that moment? Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think it does to him to just kind of, he knows that he doesn't really mean it, but he can't stop feeling it and thinking it from time to time. I think that's life. I think that's, that's being human. I think you you go through so many emotions and so many ideas about what ifs. And I think, to the person that you hold near and dear the most. Sometimes you're able to talk about those things and lash out about those things um, without fear of it causing something different. I think at its core, these two know that they're going to be together, but I think they need to solve their own mysteries as far as what had happened and yes post blame on certain things but then also detract certain stuff because i think when motions get ahead of logic or or relationship that tends to really manifest itself and and blurred out in situations that are really not of your control and then once you can get control back is when you know that the heart of the relationship is there and I mean, that that whole sequence of scenes that are taking place while they're in the waiting room, it's so yeah. remarkable to watch what you and Nicole do in terms of just the two-hander that is. And, yeah. you know, there's that added element of just the door is locked at one point. There's no air conditioning because we see the old fans going. So there's like yeah. barely any airflow. Um, how did the two of you approach going into a scene like that? Because there's just so many different directions and emotional layers that you have to find. I mean, I feel like we, I for myself definitely saw it as like, this mini movie of sorts we get completely full as an arc as far as characters are concerned from start to finish we're different people outside of that i believe you're talking about episode four and in, in the morgue you know from from start 
we completely change and it's the journey all the way throughout. And that I think that's a testament to Lulu and the writing staff. It was one of the most incredible pieces that I've ever been a part of and a sequence that's basically done in one room, right? You, yes, we walk through the morgue a little bit, but the rooms all look the same. That was kind of the running joke between them all. And to try to somehow make each scene dynamic and new, but then also reliving particular circumstances that were old in a different way and really trying to connect with each other as we're pulling apart was I think the brilliance of Lulu. And I feel as far as Nick and I, this ability to really let ourselves go and let ourselves be through our characters, knowing that we'll always forever be connected while again, we're completely being torn apart. Yeah, it's it's so beautifully done. And, um, you know, in talking a little bit about spoilers from episode four as well, spoilers. I mean, your performance <laughs> in in the moment where they go in and the body is revealed and you just break down onto the floor. I thought that was such a stunning moment in your performance. Um, you. you know, it's like Very you can feel that sense of just that. muscles giving up and just like not being able to even physically hold himself up in that moment of grief. Yeah. Um, and so how did you, how did you approach and, and tackle that and really finding that space? I think it's, it's the freedom of, of Lulu. It's the trust with Nicole, I think. In taking any taking on any character like this, you you give over to the character at some point. You know, there is no more living in the head, and it's all just in the body. And in those particular moments, you you really just have to. It's it's so interesting because there's so many things that are processing and going through you that you completely forget, and you have to just let live. And in those particular circumstances, I probably couldn't even tell you what I was processing or going through in those moments. It just all happened and it all kind of came into one. I'm I'm just very glad that it all got caught on camera in that sense too, but there wasn't really any planning. I think as far as that storyline is concerned, we've literally lived to that moment, almost all of episode four. So four episodes to get to that point. So that wealth of, of life and journey all come crashing into one moment was just allowing ourselves and myself to really, really explore what could happen. And in that sense, that's, that's what did. Yeah. I love it so much. And, you know, even just the moment afterwards where the two of them are driving home in the car in the back seat together and yeah. you're just laying on her lap while she's kind of like gently stroking your hair and she's the one saying it's going to be okay. It's going to yeah. be okay. Um, I was just interested if, if kind of like that positioning of the two of you was something in the script or something that you found together. I think that was definitely Lulu. I think at that moment that the tables have turned now, Margaret is the stronger of the two and definitely Clark is, is crumbling. I even wrote for episode five that no longer is he bargaining or accepting. He's, he's now just in a state of depression. And that is in a sense, like you've never seen Clark in that state before. So I think visually Lulu did something extremely creative in that sense of, of me just being a broken man. And you see it from subsequent episodes moving forward. And Margaret starting to be the powerful one 
in that sense, holding the family together because now it's her job. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this relationship is because they're so strong together that they can even switch roles and still continue on in that sense for each other. Absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the other things in terms of the conversation that they're having at that point is there's a part where Clark's talking about, you know, the last meal I had with our son was pizza. So I every single time I see it and I, it just, it was an interesting facet because I'm curious about how you took a detail like that and then thought about just all of the random inanimate objects or moments or things that would be reflections that would take him back to a particular space and take him back to the memories of his son. Yeah. It's, I, I think all of us, as far as humans explore certain things or get, I guess, shocked or, or, or remember certain things as they're walking through life in random ways. Like a song comes on and you know exactly where you once heard that song or a memory that was related to that song or a smell of some kind, and you know exactly maybe the first time you smelled it. And so what I created as far as that scene is concerned is both, right? I try to use all of the senses and really kind of get back to that space. So in connecting with my five senses, I was able to connect to that story in that particular scene. And and it and it was one of those moments where I felt um that it was that it was truly lived in that essence. And I think as an artist, you really want to connect to all facets and and do as much work as you can and once that's finished, you really just pour yourself out there and, and explore what can happen. And in that sense, that's what that's what did. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've heard you say in terms of this role that it was just a completely different character and performance than you've had the opportunity to do so far in your career. Yeah. Um, and so I was interested in how you feel like working on this series, the collaborations that you had has really allowed you to evolve your craft as an actor. I mean, no question. Right. I, I don't think I've ever come across writing this great filmmakers and especially actors of this caliber. Um, you know, you play someone like Clark opposite Margaret, played by Nicole Kidman. They are already the bar is set so incredibly high. Right. She's uh, she's acting royalty and in the best way. And what I felt as far as the opportunity that was there was to really allow myself to I guess to showcase what I was capable of and I felt like it's it's something that I knew I had in me but I think over the course of my career I've I've learned a lot I've grown a lot and especially in life and in that moment that's when you know all the hard work pays off throughout the years right and you can call it luck to get this role but I but I enjoy saying that luck is when opportunity meets preparation and so in that sense, I was completely ready to to take on this part. I, I love that phrase of luck is opportunity. Yeah. Preparation. That's so brilliant. I mean, you've done such an incredible job in this series. It was such a great performance and people are going to be so thrilled with the last two episodes when they get the chance to see it. So congratulations. And thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Thank you so much. Truly appreciate it.